Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is the feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story on how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. Let's make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, love. Welcome back to Floating on a Cloud podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Sparks, and today we are chatting with Nicole Woodcox-Bolden. She is a therapist, author, and transformational coach who supports women, especially mothers, live untethered to all of the shoulds in their lives. She teaches you how to not should all over yourself. I freaking love it. So welcome, love. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you catch yourself shooting on yourself oh my goodness yes but i try to be intentional and catch it all the time I, it's a little voice that i say so often that so it's in my head i'm like oh, wait you're shooting on yourself right now stop it stop it now <laughs> we don't need that that is not the energy we're looking for right now no and it's hot so do you call your divine guidance your intuition like that little voice or what do you call it or do you talk with spirit divine god source creator spirit like what do you refer to it as it depends on the day um a lot of times it could be my the spirit guides ancestors um holy spirit i it depends on the day and the mood that i'm in but i'm always sensitive to that feeling that energy that's coming through and so i don't have like one set name but i know what it is <laughs> do you so you said you're sensitive to the energy do you how do you receive do you hear do you feel is it this knowing do you see things smell taste what do, how do you receive so a lot of times it's through music so if I'm going through a season we're always going through a season but I, I had this thought this questioning in my mind and it could be the same old songs that I've listened to forever but in that moment, some lyrics will pop out that I'm like, wait, I've listened to the song 10 times and I never noticed that lyric. And it'll be just the lyrics that I need. Or there's other times because I'm always, I'm talking with clients for a lot of the days now since the pandemic. Most of my days, I'm talking with a client. And it will come through that because I try to be very in tune to what my clients are sharing with me. So I'm in their story. I'm not trying to, be prepared for what to speak back. And so I'm so in tune to their story and then I will feel, it always sounds strange when you're telling somebody else. Like I would, I would, I would kind of hear what I need to share with that person. And there's times where what I'm sharing actually applies to myself. And that's when it's just like, oh, okay. I needed that one too. <laughs> I don't know if that was more for me or for you, but it applies to the situation. Just this morning, right before we got on this call, I told the mastermind group that I'm leading their, their message. I asked spirit. I'm like, what is, what is the message that I can share with them? And it was a spirit like, will you please just tell them not to be so hard on themselves, but they're doing a great job. And it's, I know it's like a general message and I know that it can apply 
to anyone at any time. Um, it, it, it was applicable to what they were experiencing, but heck it was applicable to me. Like I was like over here going, okay, I have this goal for the year and okay. It's, it's all coming upon the end of March spirit. Like we got to make this goal. And spirit's like, take a break. Like I got you, like you're going on vacation, like take a break, like let it go. Like I got you. And so like, it was a good, yeah. So when I love when those messages come through that you're like, yeah, that's for me too. Mm-hmm. And I think any yeah. good coach sees that. If, if, uh-huh. if, you, if they don't relate, man, you got like, you stay stuck. Like, I think there's always yeah. room for me to grow and change and be real with myself. <laughs> well, because if, if I'm not being sensitive to that, how can I actually coach you or be a guide for you on your journey? Because then I'm just going out of my own intellect, my own will, like, oh, I read this in a book and it sounds cool. Yeah, yeah there's times that that's applicable. But if I'm just only going off that book knowledge or some intervention, I could miss something that is crucial to both of our just development and our progress. Sure. So it's like, I don't try to do a one size fits all type of approach because that's only going to take you so far. <laughs> yeah. And it does. I, that's what I, I love that point. That's what I did for the first probably three to five years of my business was like, this was the program that I'm selling and I'm going to fit you all into this program. And now it's like, all right, how am I show up? And it's just like, how am I a support? How may I guide you? And I mean, like I, while I'm talking to whomever wants to be guided and supported by me, it's like, all right, spirit, how, how do you want me to guide them? How do you want me to support them? What does that look like for them? What do they need to move through? What do you want me to guide them through really fast? And so, yeah, like, I feel like we can't just have this cookie cutter um thing that we sell and a lot of the times right now in this season especially I'm doing a lot of work on intergenerational trauma and really understanding embodiment there's no real just playing this one intervention for that like that has to be guided that is a that is a trust in self trust in community type experience because a lot of the stuff we don't even have very specific words to describe it it really is just a feeling where we're describing something and it's a shared "Mm -hmm, I get that yes I feel that okay let's try to put some language around it and what does that mean to you because it's it's stuff that we're all growing in just especially the intergenerational trauma how that shows up for us like there's there's surface words to it but that's just the beginning of that journey of just like how is this impacting us how can we grow from this how can we learn and try not to repeat things that did not serve our our elders <laughs> so and just like that you said how can we not how can we not repeat this and instantly i felt something and so it's like these words that we're trying to put emotions or we're trying to put words to emotions of just even how can we not repeat this? I like felt it like into my heart and then it went down to my belly and it was like, and then into my hips. Like it was like this feeling and I was like, ooh, what's that? So it's like, you know, it, it's 
I, I always say if like sometimes I'm like words, words are hard <laughs> because I feel yeah. like I feel like I speak energy or spirit first. And so when I when my grammar totally sucks, I just kid around with my husband. I'm like, sorry, my first language is spirit. I just this English thing just doesn't really go. <laughs> Right. I would say, where's that my friends today? <laughs> but we'll make it through. <laughs> For sure. I'm like, let's just do some energy work right now. I'll just I'll just take care of this language thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. So have you always tuned in to the energy and to your ancestors and spirit? Yes, even when I didn't know that's what I was doing, I did. Even so I went to Catholic school, K through 12, and my family, they went to church, but they weren't like overly like, oh, we got to go every Sunday or read your Bible. But I was on my own time, you know, my own will, I would, I would. And for me, you know, divine guidance is praying to God. I believe in God, I'm Christian. Um, I respect all cultures. Like one of my favorite classes in school was world religion. So I, I tune into divine that way, just like really understanding the various religions out there. But when I was younger, going to this Catholic school, I will be in the church. I was the leader of the youth groups. I will always be there. I was an altar girl, reading, doing all the reading, and this wasn't pressured by my family. I just felt connected that in a way where I was like, I have to be in this space. I have to work with people, even though they're my peers. I'm like, oh, I need to be in this youth group and just encouraging people and loving on people because I always felt this connection to others. And I would feel so deeply, if one of my friends would get hurt, I would feel it. And I would just be so compassionate and loving. And so I knew there was something different there. So yes, I was connected, even though I didn't have the words for or truly understood what it was. Oh, there were so many questions that just went through my head and now they're <laughs> gone. Uh, because as, I, as you're talking, that was totally me. And I, it was crazy listening to you. I went to a Catholic school, not till 12, but my parents went uh, to, to they, we were Catholic. We grew, grew up Catholic, but I just, whenever we would beginning of mass, you would kneel and, you know, people are just, I don't even know what you're supposed to do then. But what I would do then is I would, it felt like to me that I was sitting in the lap of God, having a conversation, you know, like, like children's books, when the children are sitting in the lap of Jesus and they're talking, that's what right. it felt like, but it wasn't just Jesus. It was God. And I didn't like God had, God didn't really have a face, but it was just this energy Then I would just like, I would be kneeling and I would be like, I would you know, have my hands folded and my eyes closed. And I was like, I was transported someplace else. And I, I did that since like the pew was up to my nose when I'd be kneeling. Like it was like, so, and then I was a Eucharistic minister and I did the readings and I was a altar girl and all the things. I just, I felt like this natural way to lead. And so my question is just like knowing yourself now and knowing your soul now, I know me and I'm actually this angel sent from God to do this work. So I'm an earth angel, quote unquote, which seems really weird to actually say it out loud, which I don't know if I've ever actually recorded it or said it that way, but I am. And so it makes sense now 
why I had this just knowing, had this feeling. And every time I was a Eucharistic minister and I would hand somebody and I would say the body of Christ, I would actually look into their eyes. And a lot of people couldn't even like look up but I would look at, look into their eyes and they would look up and it was like, I was placing this love into their hearts. And it wasn't even like a wafer into their hands. Like it was like, and that's what I would always just imagine. Um, and it just, now it all makes sense knowing my soul. So now I, I was curious to know, now that you know you or you're, you're figuring you out, I don't know exactly where you're at with your own journey. Cause we're just getting to know each other on this very intimate level. <laughs> where did your involvement in that need to to lead and to have these conversations and your connection to God does that make sense now to why you did the things you did when you were younger it does and it it shows the stuff in my journey because when I was getting ready for college I am still I'm I'm very I'm spiritual but I'm also very science science minded as well like I went to school to be a computer engineer and a lawyer. I tell I tell people that all the time, and those who didn't know me in undergrad was like, I could never see you as a lawyer. It was like, but I love debate. I was on the speech team. I can do it all. I love it. I love it. I love the science of it. I love the talking with people. I love seeing both sides mm-hmm. of the argument. And so <laughs> I can be very fine and science-minded in that sense, too. Even with my therapy, I'm researching. I'm looking at interventions. I'm looking at the studies, the research studies, like, okay, that was a good research population. That was not a good research population. Let me look at this way. Look at the science of the medicine. So it's putting the two together, getting back to your question, putting my younger years in my current state, it does make sense. And I think that's that middle science mind just helps me stay connected in a way too it helps me grab other people who may not necessarily be just spirit minded you know woo woo you know so I can kind of grab them too and bring them into this energy of love because sometimes it gets lost if you're just purely science minded you're not going to be in a lot of communities of the woo woo and so you may not feel the love in a way that you would if you're in this some more spiritual communities where we just like to love on each other <laughs> yes I hear you yes I was just saying that like we really need to be speaking the language of the client that's coming to us so uh, like if I were to continually say uh, step into my power I don't know if you know the whole population would say step into my power you know so I'm like what is another way or a couple weeks ago well it's almost been a whole month ago one of my letter one of my newsletters um I I just wrote about self-sabotage because I heard somebody who is not spiritual describe what they were going through as self-sabotage and I I honestly I wouldn't even have used the word self-sabotage I just was I would talk about more like resistance and and or or releasing emotions or something like that. And, and I was like, oh, it's so great to put terms to things that everyone can understand, but then still use your own gifts to help them. So I love that you are able to bring in that science piece, that science mindedness, uh, thought process into your spiritual work. So I love that. Cool. 
So let's see here. So do you have any cool stories of, so you said you have always listened. Was there ever a time that you didn't listen and then something happened? Yes. Um, and like the least traumatic way to explain it. <laughs> it, it was more so a relationship that didn't go too well. Like it wasn't a relationship that served me at all because it wasn't supposed to be a romantic relationship. And so I met this person and I felt the urging to connect with them. But at that time, I didn't fully listen to the guidance because I was like, oh, he's cute. Maybe you're, the guidance is saying, hey, this is supposed to be a partner. But the guidance is just like, no, you're supposed to be a friend because they were going through a transition in their life and they needed that encouragement because they were just hitting wall after wall. And it was just this random meeting on a bus. And he helped me get on the bus because I had just came back from the Philippines and they changed the bus system. I was like, last time I rode the bus, I got a transit, like a ticket. Now I need to have this car. So he helped me get on the bus and we just connected instantly. And I got the urge of like, oh, let me stay connected with this person. I stayed connected, but it turned to romantic relationship and it, that was a huge fail. And I realize now at this point why it did, because yes, we were supposed to connect, but not in that way. It was supposed to just be a friendship because he did grow so much through our relationship, but I did not. It was like I gave everything and I completely sacrificed myself. And a lot of times spirit would never ask you to sacrifice yourself in that way. <laughs> For sure. And that, that's, I think, a great distinction if people are trying to decide, how do I know that it's actually spirit? Spirit's not asking you, your soul never asks you to, to give up on yourself, to, to hand over yourself to somebody else or whatever the correct words. Again, words are hard. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And I also think your story is a good lesson or a good reminder for, for, us, for all of us to ask more questions. The spirit gave me the phrase clarity is in the question. And so like, as a yes, you're supposed to connect and you, and that feeling was right. But then to dive a little bit deeper and be like, how, how do you want me to connect? What am I, what is this relation? What's, what's the intention of this connection? Um, how am I to serve? Am I to, to support? Is this romantic? Is this friendship? Like to dive deeper, but you know, in the moment, most of us don't even think about, uh, you know, asking for, for the details it's become more of a habit for myself. Um, and also, it, do you, I feel like you you have, were you, was there ever a time that you didn't feel like you're worthy or that it was right to ask spirit so many questions? Not so much to ask the question, but to go on the journey. Mm -hmm. There's times when I feel like I'm called to go do something, but then I'm like, no, you're not asking me to do that. And I'll, I'll give you a quick story. So coming back from, again, I was supposed to be a lawyer, computer engineering. I went to the Peace Corps in between undergrad and grad just to solidify my, my path. Ultimately, I ended up becoming a, a clinical social worker. So spirit one. Um, <laughs> and coming back from the Peace Corps, I was still torn, what, what type of work should I go in? So I was like, oh, I'll just find this interim job working in a residential program. I applied there. 
did not get that job, somehow my resume ended up in a completely different program that I did not apply to when I got that job working as a case manager in the human trafficking program. And it was just like, <laughs> God was calling me, spirit was calling me, you know, I want you here to serve my people in this way. And it was, it was a job that was completely foreign to me in a way. And I was like, God, I don't think, is, is this really for me? This is, it was overwhelming because it, I didn't even apply to the job. I didn't feel qualified for the job. And I was just like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I did a little study here. I know what human trafficking is, but I've never done it in America. I don't, like, is it even here in America? God, and, you know, God was like, no, go here. This is where I want you to be. I set this up for you. And it was still just like, are you sure? <laughs> are you really sure? I just, I can do the, I do the residential program. I can work with the kitties. You know, me and kids work together fine. You want me to work with adults? <laughs> so what happened when you did trust that? It was when, it was one of the most transformational jobs ever. Like, I really learned the resilience of people in that, that job. I mean, I was working with people coming out of human trafficking, like American citizens coming out of human trafficking, not immigrants, you know, most of the time when we think human trafficking, we think, oh, in a developing country, we have to help the people coming in. Just No, these are American citizens. These are kids that sometimes go to the school with your children. These are adults that you're seeing at church. These are adults that work with you. You know, like, it just reminded me just how resilient we are as people and how much creating safe spaces can really help people get out of stuff. Like, I was working with a lot of women. I worked with a couple guys, but a lot of women who were stuck in these situations, they didn't feel like they could leave, not because of physical boundaries all the time. Sometimes it was like they couldn't get out. But it was a lot of mental boundaries where they're just like, I've been in this life. I can't do anything different. But I would meet with them, have lunch with them, and just remind them of who they were. I create that safe space so they can really get back to themselves and love themselves again. And it was the best experience ever. Like, I grew so much. It really helped me build that, that trust in self again, the embodiment that I'm really leaning into now, just like honoring yourself and trusting yourself and knowing that you are worth worth all the diamonds in the world, no matter what you've gone through. You can come from the depths of whatever and still you're worthy. You know, spirit doesn't give up on you. God doesn't give up on you. However you want to describe this divine energy, it never gives up on you, no matter what experience you've gone through. And so I think that was an important lesson for me because we all go through stuff and sometimes we make we feel like that situation has seemed as unworthy. But I walked through with tons of people where God was like, no, you're still worthy. And your life is now about to turn around and you're about to live that journey that I that bought you here for. Wow. And he was just like, oh, uh. <laughs> I had so much goosebumps as you're talking. I had, to, I had to write it down. I'll put this as the title of uh, the creating that safe space 
to create the transformation that they need. Yeah. And it's a safe space and that you are worthy. Hmm. That's so good. Is that what you do now for people? Yeah, I do. And I've had a lot of, you know, people come to me for therapy and, you know, we talk about all sorts of drama and I just be honest with people and like, hey, I'm not here to give you the answers. I'm here to be with you and let you know that you're not alone and that your life doesn't have to be over right now. You know, you can still dream. You can still have hope. And I'll walk with that journey as long as you need me to. <laughs> I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to help you trust yourself and honor what needs to be honored within you. You because know, a lot of times we get stuck in situations and people, the popular term right now is gaslighting. But if we break down gaslighting, it's someone lying to you so often that you start to believe the lies. So I'm here to help you shake off the lies and remember what you already knew was there. <laughs> it's a remembering process, an honoring process. We're not, I'm not transforming you to create something new. I'm just helping you own what you already have. You know, I'm part of the book collaborative, Uncover Your Life. And so, you know, there's this uncovering that happens. And then there's an ownership that happens after the uncovering. And it's that ownership that really is like, yes, this is who I am. This is who I knew I always could be. And it's just like, ah, it's, it's wonderful sometimes when I get to walk that journey with people and I can just see the shift and even their face where they realize I don't have to live this way anymore. I have the power to choose. I have the power to choose a different path. Yeah. And that's so simple. Our lives can change with just a choice, a decision. One decision can change your whole trajectory. Yeah. And we forget that. <laughs> yes. Oh, so many emotions are coming up. I, you're so beautiful. I hope you... Uh, I hope so many people get this and feel it and come to you and want to be in your space and in your energy and that you have so many people that want to keep being reminded of who they really are. Oh, it is so very important. It's like you're helping people heal so they don't hurt themselves or others anymore. That's so powerful. And mm, I love it. How have you began to, how have you trusted the guidance that you're receiving? Because uh, many people come to me and it's like, but how can I trust what I am receiving? How do you know and how do you trust what, what you're receiving from God's spirit? How do you know that, that, that it is coming from good and love? Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm a, I trust, again, words are my friends right now. <laughs> um, as my, my initial saying is like, I'm an emotional, sensitive person, um, but then I'm not. So I'm not just, I'm not one that's just going to cry at the movie, like every movie. Although my kids would differ. Every time I watch like Moana or Encanto now, there's like, I cry, I'm like, this is so beautiful. If you only understood the trauma that they're breaking here, you know, this 
but I I really tune in I try to make space for myself every day to check in with like what is the resistance what is the tug that's happening there so like I can I sit and say I sit with things for a few minutes and say okay am I supposed to write this whatever am I supposed to go outside like what do I need today and I just sit there and I just be silent and I feel where the urgent is I listen to some music and I just see what comes up or I read something and see what pops out <laughs> and when it when it fits when it clicks and I'm like oh I get excited I know that's from a decent place if it feels like oh that's about to be a chore I pause for a moment. It's like, why is it a chore right now? Maybe this isn't, maybe this is me talking to me and not spirit guiding me. <laughs> when things feel like a chore, like a really hard chore, that's when I pause and say, I don't think this is spirit talking. This is me trying to be productive. This is me being a people pleaser right now. You know? Because, yes, spirit asks me to do some hard things, but I still get excited in the hard things, and it's a different flow. But when I know I'm just, like, exhausted, and I'm drained, and I'm just like, ah, this is so heavy, it's not, it's not for spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Where has listening to your divine guidance led you? Oh. <laughs> well, it led me on an RV trip for a year with my family. <laughs> For a year? Yes. Holy and that's like one, that's one of the funniest stories because I'm not a camper. I'm a city girl through and through, Chicago born and raised. Um, and during 2020, we, my husband and I ran into these YouTube channels of people doing world schooling, which was cool. I was like, yeah, we can travel to different places and teach our kids about different cultures and they're learning in the world. But then a pandemic happened. And he was like, how about we do RV? I was like, RV? I've never, ever been an RV. I've never <laughs> done any type of RV type camping. And the more I sat with it, it was like, okay. It felt good. It gave me energy. And we saved up money so quickly. Like, this is the quickest I've ever saved up money for something. And we were looking for RVs and we went to this place, found a used RV. And I was like, we have to get this. Me, who never been an RV, felt like now I'm an expert. All of a sudden, I'm like, we have to get this and we have to get it today. And I, my husband was like, let's wait for it. I was like, no, we have to get it today. And sure enough, the next week, it was this booming in the RV community. So that RV would have been three times the price that we paid for it. And everything was out of stock all of a sudden. So literally the week after we made our decision and purchased our RV was when everything went crazy in the RV world. And we traveled for a year. And as fun as it was, it was probably the first time in my life I ever felt like I was burnt out. So it was a blessing in so many different ways because <laughs> I worked, I overworked and I got to this low point. I was like, oh, wait, I took what was supposed to be a good transformation for me and my family. And I started to put too much of my 
thoughts into it. My fear came out here. And then I started to get burnt out. So I, I could see the clear difference where saving for the RV, buying the RV was easy. But then the work that I was doing while we're on the trip got real heavy. I wasn't taking enough time to just be in the experience. I was supposed to be in the experience, explore the country with my family. And I wasn't doing that. I was working eight hours a day in the RV. So I traveled in the RV to work in the RV while my family went hiking and all the things. And I let fear take over because I'm like, wait, the world was going crazy. We got to save. We got to save. We got to save. So let me keep working. I'm able to do this telehealth. Let me keep working. Let me keep working. Sure, more clients need help. Let me keep working. That was me. That wasn't spirit. Spirit didn't take me on RV trips to work in the RV for multiple hours in a day. <laughs> so the heaviness was me. The energy was spirit. <laughs> that is a good decipher. And I love it. So I hope people can take that away as well. Do you have any final floating on a cloud moments that they can connect with spirit more often? I always share with people, find time for you. When we get in these moments of feeling like our focus is gone, our patience is gone, usually that spirit trying to connect with us and say, hey, 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 check in. What do you need? I need you to slow down. I'm trying to tell you something. Can you listen? Can you listen? You know, a lot of people come to me and they're like, my anxiety is high. My focus is gone. The patient. Yeah, we work through some of the things. I'm like, have you, how do you check in with yourself every day? Check in. I don't have time to check in. <laughs> I love there is a gentleman and his name is Kyle Cease. And he had did some meditation, spiritual work, and he used to be a comedian and he uses his comedic relief to add in his spiritual teachings and stuff. And he said on one of his like podcasts or something, he was like, um, uh, what did he, uh, gather self, Sarah? Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't have time not to, like you have, you have to take time. He's like, everybody says to me, now that you have a child, uh, it says to him, like, now that you have a child, you probably have no time to meditate. And he's like, no, I need to meditate even more. <laughs> yep. Yep. And same, I, I may have not had the length of time. Like before I had kids, I was like, oh, three hours. Sure. I got time. Oh. No big deal. And then after, and my daughter was colicky, I said to spirit, I was like, you got five minutes. Let's check in. Let's go. Got five yep. minutes. <laughs> yep. That's why I tell people like, no, it doesn't have to be you sit on the cushion for hours at a time. Like, even if you take a two minute, when you're in the bathroom, get off your phone and sit and be intentional and check in with yourself while you're in the bathroom, while you're cooking, look at the food, be with the food, put love into the food. And that's how you're also checking in with yourself. Listen to yourself talk. What are you telling yourself? That's a check-in too, because then you can realize if you're shooting on yourself, like, whoa, this is not spirit guiding me. I'm shooting all over myself right now. Slow down. <laughs> you are in the RV, shooting all over yourself with the yep. limited tank. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, I just had that visual. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes. If you if you watched the movie RV with Robin Williams, it was one of those moments where <laughs> everything just <laughs> like out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heaven! How do we connect with you? <laughs> so right now I'm revamping some things. So I'm on Instagram, Thriving with Baby Chicago. Um, my website is Thriving with Baby, and I'm. When you go there soon, you'll be able to subscribe to our list. And with the subscription, I'm going to give out my little enough now, like checklist that I have and some cute little affirmation cards. So go to the website, subscribe, follow me on Instagram. It'll be a good time. I don't spam you. Um, trust me, if you subscribe, you will not get spammed. I'm probably at this point, right? I've been sending stuff maybe once a year. <laughs> I'm the opposite of spam. <laughs> So you said thrivingwithbaby.com? Yes. All right. We will put that in the description and y'all just connect with Miss Nicole. So thank you so much for this great conversation and sharing with us and y'all reach out to her. All right. Let's do yes, this. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Mm-hmm.